I'll wrap this up, up uh, about half past because it, we've got that 40 minute time thing. Um, plus, I like to say goodbye properly. I hate finishing interviews and it's goodbye and switch it off. And it's just so impersonal. It's just, and I don't want the, the time limit to come up and I disappear. And you guys sat over there thinking, how rude. He's just cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll wrap it up about half past and we can say goodbye properly, which is a better way to do it, I think. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 293 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is the fifth of my Grimfest series of interview shows. And this one is all about the movie The Unhealer. In it, I chat with director Martin Gigi, actor-producer Christy Harris, writer-producer Sean Harris, and actors Kayla Carson, Gavin Gasolino, and Elijah Nelson. This is also available on our YouTube channel, so if you want to head on over there, link will be in the podcast notes. You can also watch it too, along with a whole load of other interview shows and other stuff that we put up on there. Give us a sub while you're there. That's always very nice. As you heard at the beginning of this episode, I tell everybody, and I do this in all the interview shows that I've ever done, the goodbye that I say is just for the edit, and we say goodbye properly. We got so involved in having a really good chat, though, that the 40 minutes flew by, and I did keep looking at the Zoom timer it did give me a warning when 10 minutes was to go. I was expecting a timer to come up to say, oh, warning, one minute to go. Unfortunately, it didn't. It just cut out. As you will hear at the end of this interview, <laughs> the audio just stops. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, I did send some emails apologising and got a load back saying that they had a great time and it was fine. Uh, but yeah, just so you know that it does end a little bit unexpectedly. Again, you can win a free Grimfest pass to watch this movie, The Unhealer. All you've got to do, again, is wait until the end of the show. I will give you this episode's Grimfest word. First person to email it to us wins a free pass for it. So until then, as always, sit back, relax, get comfortable, and let's have a little bit of chat about The Unhealer. Uh, well, I start, I've started all of these before I've said. I only ever come into these with one question. Um... And, and we'll get that out of the way in a minute. It's the boring question when I'm going to go to you, Martin, and ask you, what is The Unhealer about? But before that, for the sake of the people viewing this, for the sake of the audio listeners to this show, could we just go around the horn, say who you are, what part you have in the, in the movie? And as always, it's ladies first, so Christy and then Kayla, and then we'll go around. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Christy Harris, and um, I'm a producer on it, and I also play Kayla's mom, or Dominique's mom, uh, in the film. <laughs> I'm Kayla Carlson, and I play her daughter, um, Dominique. Now, gents, it's up to you to fight out who wants to go next. <laughs> I'm Sean Harris. I am the writer and producer. Uh, I'm Elijah Nelson, and I play Kelly. What's up? I'm Gavin Castellino, and I like to punch Kelly in the face. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Martin Gigi. I directed the feature, The Unhealer, 
and I like saying actions so that Gavin can punch Kelly in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin, what, what is the unhealer for people that don't know what it is? Because of course this is going out before Grimfest. So, and I don't want to spoil anything as well, but give them a flavor of what the unhealer is about. I think this will be a combo with Sean. Uh, it's the story of a, of a teenage high schooler named Kelly who is bullied and he also suffers from something called pica, which is an eating disorder. And he's made fun of a lot. And along the way he, but stumbles onto a supernatural power, a native American supernatural power, which gives him the ability to inflict pain on anybody who inflicts pain on him, but we call that reverse pain. And that's sort of my segue to Sean. Martinez, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, it's about, uh, it's also about, uh, an eye for an eye. And, uh, when these bullies pick on Kelly after he has these powers, anything that happens to him, gets reflected back on the person that, uh, gives him the pain. So uh, that's kind of a fun spin on the whole revenge and bullying theme. And when somebody very dear to Kelly is uh, killed during a prank, he goes on revenge to get those people and and, uh, settle the score. I love the whole premise of it. When it comes out of what's going to happen of that, if they are going to give pain, you're going to receive it too. I was like, yes, I was in right from the very beginning, just just from that before anything else appeared before me. How did that idea originally come to mind? Well, um, my writing partner, Kevin, actually came up with the concept. Um, you know, as writers, you're always looking for uh, new spins, new ideas, new character uh, characters for your movie. And um, this came out of a couple articles that he read. One of them was a uh, like a Dear Abby type article. And the woman wrote in and said, I eat, uh, you know, there's little crayon boxes that have 60 crayons in them. Mm-hmm, yeah. She ate two of those a week. She wrote it into Dear Abby and told her that's what she did. And she, she wasn't concerned about eating the crayons. She was concerned about gaining weight. <laughs> so uh, that struck in his head. And then he also read another article about a um, woman, that, uh, a little girl that uh, couldn't feel any pain. She had no way to feel pain. So we kind of put those together and we said, hey, you know, what about uh, a superhero kind of thing? Maybe, uh, you know, just kind of snowballed into what we had. And we've gone through a lot of rewrites. So this this uh, story changed many times over the years. I loved it as, as well because I felt a, a certain affinity for Kelly because back when I was at school, I didn't eat everything. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't eating clothes and all of this that happens in the movie. But, and you've got to remember, it was the 1970s, but I still don't know why my, my parents thought this was good to do. But as my school snack, I would take in a raw sausage and eat a raw sausage. And I was like, I was eating raw meat. What the hell is going on? So when I saw that, that, that Elijah, you were just chowing down and everything, I could sort of relate to you. I'd go, well, yeah, in a way, because the kids were, you know, taking the mickey out of me, eating a raw sausage and me thinking it was all right. Um and, and you do, obviously, you don't actually eat, Elijah, in the, in the movie, but you have to <laughs> pretend to consume a fair amount of different things. What was that, what was that like doing that on camera? 
Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was um, rice cakes. Was a lot of um, oh, okay. and stuff. They could make it look like styrofoam and look like whatever they wanted. Um, yeah, and it was a lot of fun to just I don't know to just explore that space and have fun with that. Because there is a scene where you and Kayla are eating rice cakes. <laughs> So you, you yeah. didn't have to pretend yeah, it was anything too. else for that one. So that was... My favorite scene, by the way. I love that scene. And it's just A lot so of cute. peanut butter is needed. <laughs> <laughs> Do not recommend eating dry. <laughs> you know, uh, the reason why I did rice cakes um, was uh, when Kevin and I were in college, uh, he would eat rice cakes. And I would tell him that it tastes like styrofoam. I don't understand how you like those things because <laughs> I think they're good. So that was my jab back at him as a joke. <laughs> that's, that's, why put styro- that's why I put rice cakes in. If you There's get a lot of those things jokes in I feel like I should be booing you, Gavin, because, you know, <laughs> your character in the movie. I, and again, I love movies where it sets up the bad guys. And again, because I've got older now uh, yeah. and I'm watching these films, and it's the bad kids. And I get my grumpy old man head on and go, yo. <laughs> but you play the part. You play the part really well and convincingly that I'm, I'm, I hated you on screen. I go, oh. <laughs> what's it like play, playing the bad guy on screen? It's, it's got to be a lot of fun, surely. Oh, man. Well, first, thank you for hating me. That, makes, right. that, makes, me feel, that makes me feel good. Um, it makes me feel like I did a good job. But, um, I, you know, it's super interesting because – I, we even discussed this in the audition room when I was first auditioning. I was like, I don't really play the bad guy normally. Like I'm like in real life, I try to be really nice. So it's like, it was, it was really a, it was really a switch for me to try to do that. But um, I think what was really cool about Reed was he was kind of the only guy that it, it didn't really show throughout the whole, it was kind of more in a lot of internal stuff, but he was the only one that started out as probably one of the meanest bullies to actually like physically fight Kelly. And then he turns out and he's like, actually, like, I don't know if I want to be doing this. And I think it's partly out of fear and then partly out of guilt and remorse for, for killing his specific someone. And, um, and I think that all kind of made it for a beautiful character arc for Reed. That was really fun to watch. I was like, wow, I'm actually like happy with how Reed turned out versus, how some of the other boys are yeah now. yeah <laughs> right. we can throw shade because they're not here so yeah <laughs> say what he wants about them carry on <laughs> gavin's the nicest guy you'll ever meet by the way yeah he's so yeah. awesome <laughs> so you're all the more testament to a, a great performance then you know because it, it came across and i was i was like oh oh you i really want you to get, to get it because because you gavin you kayla and you elijah you you go through stuff in in this movie uh and and taking it in turns and again ladies first what was some of the the tougher times that you had to endure i know and it's no surprise there's there's blood in the film and there's there's some gory effects things happen shit goes down i think they were not giving anything <laughs> away there what was what was some maybe not the toughest days but i would think uh having been on the sets myself enjoyable days where you've got bloods and effects and stuff what starting with you kayla what was one of the best days for you 
Yeah. Um, no, that was definitely like one of the coolest things. Um, I'd never done a horror film before. So this was something really kind of unique. Um, and it's always really like, I'm a scaredy cat. Like I cannot watch horror movies. Cause like I'm like haunted mansion <laughs> in Disneyland, my threshold. So I really can't. <laughs> so it's like really cool to be on the other side of it and like, see how that stuff is made. Um, and like, I'd hang out in the makeup trailer a lot and I love to see all the special effects. Um, cause a lot of this stuff was done by the makeup artists, like all the blood and like all the gore and a lot of the um, stuff on the faces those were all done by um, our makeup artists on set um, and then they like enhanced it a little bit in post mm -hmm. um, but yeah the artists were incredible oh, um, yeah. really cool process to see I do like a time lapse and stuff which is like super cool yeah <laughs> it was great what about you Gavin because uh, again no spoilers things happen to you <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can honestly say I've never, I mean, I've never really been in a fight either. Um, so to be in one in a film and to film it over and over and over again, <laughs> I was having a blast, oh. man. It was, it was really cool to find like, okay, if I punch here, I have to feel it on which cheek and, and go which way. And there was a lot of like little things that you would never really think about, especially with the powers that Kelly has. Um, you, you don't really think about it like that, but in the film, it, it kind of, um, we found super creative ways in order to do that. And it was, it was really, it was, it was a blast. That was definitely one of my favorite days. It was the first day on set. Mind you, it was 116 degrees that day. My shoes melted. My shoes melted from that day from the concrete. So it was, it, it was definitely a day to remember. That sounds, sounds like it really does. Unforgettable. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was like that temperature or higher. The whole shoot. You have to play one one. Um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I never realized that fake blood tasted so good. <laughs> it tastes really minty because um, I have to have a lot of it like in my mouth at times. It like, you know, blow me up in my mouth. Then I start that way I can have the blood coming out. Um, and so, yeah, it was a lot of blood. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's this one shot in particular where this force shoots me back like 20 feet. Mm -hmm. um, and I had the stunt contraption on with wires and I had exploding, you know, uh, blood coming out of my chest and they had to pull me back, you know, very suddenly. Um, and that was a loads of fun because I'm a, I'm a huge stunt geek and I love that stuff. Um, so that was a lot. Of fun. That does sound fun. And your character as well, uh, goes through a really good character arc because you start off and the, and the viewer feels a lot of empathy for Kelly and because he, you know, he's bullied. And then because of what happens in the movie, you, the character changes. And, and my empathy for him was, do I feel as sorry for him now? Because of the way that he's going, what was it like to portray a character who starts off so sweet and innocent? And you know the audience is, is going to feel all that empathy for you and then just slowly start to turn. Yeah, no, you, you actually pegged it really nicely. Um, that was something that really drew me to the character of Kelly was how well Sean... Um, and everyone, you know, crafted this character. Um, when I was portraying him, I wanted to understand and kind of agree with every choice he made along the way. Um, like you said in the beginning, he has a lot of empathy um, because he's so bullied and picked on and not just the people around him, but the world um, just puts him down so much. Um, and like Martina said, he never really gets a break. He never gets a break. He never gets a chance to just, you know, deal with all that. He just 
keeps getting put down. Um, but then when he gets the opportunity to do something about it, he does what he thinks is the right choice. Yeah. And then the next right choice and then the next right choice, but each choice along the way, it slowly gets warped until at some point as the audience, you step back and you realize this, this is wrong, but you were with him the whole way. Um, and so I love playing that and just exploring what would make him think that every choice was the right choice um, until he ended up at something that was very wrong. That's it. And that's another great thing about the story, the way that it's crafted. You can see, you can see why he's making these choices, mm-hmm. but you're going, oh, it's not quite going to go the way that it, you want it to, but you can, so it's, you, you're conflicted watching it. You go, yeah, no, that's right. But it's not, it's not really. And Martin, one of, one of the biggest compliments I can give you from me, because I, I love horror films. I grew up watching horror films. I'm a child of the sixties. I grew up watching hammer horror on the TV through the whole video boom of the 80s. My, one of my favourite eras of horror was, is as a kid, well, actually, been in my 20s then, but young, uh, is watching horror films on, on video. This reminded me of my favourite horror films of the 80s, watching them on video. It got that vibe for me. It made me feel like I was back in my 20s again, which is always a nice feeling. And that was, <laughs> I was watching one of those, one of those fun horror films that I've got great memories of and that, that just that vibe came across was that something that you you tried to do or was it unintentional or is it just is it just me wanting to relive my youth a little bit there's no escaping that dna i think <clears throat> you know everybody has uh especially if you're an, if you're a creative person or even if you're just simply a fan and 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 a and a devoted fan of a specific genre there's no escaping that first experience or the earlier experiences mm-hmm. that really had some sort of an emotional impact. Um, and really the films you're speaking of also had a psychological impact. I mean, I remember my first experience and I'm dating myself, but I was a kid. I mean, I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. And I snuck into the exorcist when it was in theaters mm-hmm. and you know, that was it. It was sort of like, okay. And I could see where everything was happening that was not real, which in a way was the introduction to the art form of that genre. And, and so I always gravitated towards, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, whatever, even whatever happened to Baby James, because I went to film school and I studied that genre and I studied several different genres, but I was always attracted to where you could break rules. Yeah. And if it always felt that in the thriller or psychological or horror or supernatural thriller genres, you could make your own rules and even break them as you go along. Mm-hmm. And from a, from a visual perspective or a textual perspective, which is what you're, even though all this plays into the same boiling pot and the same menu, uh, I was always impacted by folks like Brian De Palma or, or certain directors who told the story in images and had it also be a little bit of a play maybe where you felt you were in the room mm-hmm. where it was happening. So I've always, I've always ap- applied that style in, my, in, in filmmaking in general because then you create this sort of like realism. And, Sh- and Sean and I had talked about this quite a bit before we made the movie, which was that we wanted it to be really have a sense of realism, even on set. Uh, whenever we had questions 
uh, you know, whenever we had artistic questions, the answer was always, well, let's play it as real as, as could be. Mm-hmm. And, and that was sort of our mantra. But I love, I love the era you speak of. And, and I think that there's very few films in the history of movie making that captured that, what you just described, that sort of texture. Oh yeah, I can't. I honestly can't remember the last time I watched a horror film that gave me that feeling as though I was back there and, and just lapping up every minute of it and and and, and the whole vibe oh, that's cool. of it. It was it was it was really cool, good. Yeah. Uh, and Sean, I've awesome. got to ask you about Thank the script. You. There's a scene near the beginning with Lance and Red Elk, and and it's when Lance walks away from him and and he's he's flipping him the bird and he's coming out with all this stuff. I've got to. I, was that was that in the script, or did Lance improvise some of that? That was all Lance. I thought it might have been. <laughs> yeah. like, he, uh... You know, that's that's actually my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the film because it does ground everything about the movie early on in the first act. It does. And 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 sorry to interrupt, Sean. Lance, no. incidentally, as Sean just said, that was all Lance. Lance Lance's method, if you will connects to things in his life mm-hmm. because that morning, the morning of that shoot of that particular scene, Lance and I were having breakfast and we were talking about the scene and Lance, while he was talking about the scene, recounted a story from his childhood and he told me the story and he started doing this thing. With his <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you doing? What, are you, what is that? And he goes, well, I, I, and I said, well, you got to do that on camera. I said, that's perfect. And so it's, it's very organic for him, everything that he does. It's interesting. Uh, he, he likes to, he, he's really good about uh, using the words we write, but he also will add, what if I do this? Let's try it out. And so a lot of the little, I like to call them juicy moments are come from the actors, you know. I mean, I'd love to take credit for it, writing it, but no. <laughs> I, did, I did love that scene. I was... I was actually on set with Lance for, for a week on Hellraiser Hellworld. So I can relate to what you were oh. saying about and, and the chats that I had with him on set and about how he brings stuff in from his own life in, into the, yeah. to the roles and everything. And just, and just going around, so let's begin with like Christy and, and then Kayla and then move on to Gavin and Elijah. With, with your parts, was there anything like that where even though it, the story is fantastical, was there anything from your own life that you, you brought into the role as well? Well, I brought my daughter. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so personally, because I had my daughter Kayla, and then I had my actual daughter sitting up on the uh, on the countertop. So that was just kind of a fun little thing. Martine threw in at the last minute because she was sitting there and she was watching everything. So we put her up on the counter and started nice. cooking. So, um, so that was kind of a fun little moment that we had not planned for. So oh, you know, okay. it, was, it was fun. Yeah. It was you, a last-minute choice. So thank you, Martine, because it was a lot of fun. And thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All the family. <laughs> All the family. Like, it, you know, it, really, it was a family production. And I say that all the time because we had everyone's family on set. And, oh, that's good and we became family with everybody's, you know, the characters and their family. So yeah. it, was really, it was really wonderful. But go ahead, Kayla. <laughs> I brought my mom. That's what I brought. <laughs> my mom came with me uh, and so did Elijah's mom. And they were friends on set. Um, for me personally, like a fun thing was, um, I was homeschooled for high school, so I never really got like a real high school experience. So it was pretty cool to actually like be in a high school and like have a locker. And like, I just felt like super cool. (laughs) 
and being out in like the quad. So that was definitely something that was like really cool to experience um, that I hadn't before. Um, wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a proper high school, it felt like. Yeah, and you've got it on film. It's there forever for you to see, you in high school. I know. I'm like, if anybody asks, I did go to high school. Yeah, you can watch it in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And that's, that's the best thing about acting, I think, is because I got to be a cheerleader, but I never made the cheerleading squad. But my first film, I got to be a cheerleader. And it was filmed in my I'm not a runner. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a runner. I got to play one. So that was super fun. <laughs> what about you, Gavin? Oh, man. Um, I think, hmm, what did I bring to set? It's very, I think, I, I, being from high school and, and kind of witnessing a little bit of the, um, sorry to somber down the moment, y'all. It was very exciting and I was getting a kick out of it. But I think, I think to um, bring in like own my own personal experience with bullying and, mm-hmm. and what I've witnessed around me in high school, I think to bring in those personal experiences, I was really able to kind of channel into read a little bit more and then also channel into how Elijah and Kelly is feeling um, through the scene and how I'm supposed to make him feel mm-hmm. during the scene. And, and I think that it, it definitely um, pushed the scene along a little bit is, is from those personal experiences, um, which is really cool that we're able to do that. Even though like some experiences might not be as great as some um, others, I think that all in all, we can um, make it work for good and and show something that probably needs to be talked about. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Elijah? Uh, I just I just really related to Kelly um, on a personal level because of how much he intensely loves his family or those whom he loves and is close to, um, and just the desperate desire to take care of them. Um, and to protect them at all costs and to really do like, um, to do the right thing. Um, and I think that's what really drives Kelly is, is those desires, even when it, you know, goes too far. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved the use of, of practical effects in this as well to, to forward the story. And there was, like you said, some have been CG enhanced a little bit, but mostly it was the, the, the practical effects. And I, I, again, listeners to the show know that I'm always banging on about practical effects over CG if you, if you can use them. And Martina, you as a director, when you're using practical effects on set, is, is that easier for you to work with than having to, well, you, even now, you don't need to imagine the CG. You can see it on different monitors that you can use. Does it make it easier when everything's on set? I presume as actors as well, it's easier for you when it's something physical to work with rather than Mm. any CG work. But as you as a director, Martin, does that make it any easier with practical? It's nice when it's organic Mm. and it's, it becomes, it becomes a catalyst for the emotional elements in a scene when you can actually hold it, feel it, vibe it, be there, and it makes it, you know, again, part of the, the realism or the authenticity. It really is the connective tissue to the honesty that the lens wants to capture. It, there is something to be said about, you know, the times where it feels like it gets in the way, mm-hmm. and that's the only time I, I say, well, can we really make it work in post? so that it doesn't get in the way, you know, during a scene 
but for the most part, having it is great. Having it on set is great. And, and it helps a lot when you, when you have uh, the, the creative VFX uh, folks are hard to come by. And we were really, really blessed, very lucky, fortunate that we had a group of people all kind of policing that, which was great. I remember when we did the scene um, where the, the, well, I don't want to give anything away, but the, I'll just, I'll just call it the face melt scene yeah. in the chemistry lab. Yeah. I mean, that was just awesome to have it really happening. I mean, it, it was just, it was like, holy shit, you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it, it really made it, uh, again, it, it took away that gray area and it made it real. And it's, it's good because you go through so many emotions watching this as well, it, as well as it, it's horrifying. You get scared. You get, like I've said already, thanks to Gavin again, I got very angry watching it. And, but the, this humor in it as well, there's the scene, but the scene, like you said, with, with the face melting and you go, Whoa, like that. But then there's another effect scene. And again, without giving too much away, involving a drill that spins around. And I was, I was <laughs> laughing my head off at that. I thought that was, that was great. So you've got two, which are, horrific scenes you wouldn't want either to experience either of those but one you going oh my god and the other one you're just laughing your ass off out it's it's it, it walks a great balance between scaring you upsetting you angering you and making you laugh and entertaining you and which as all of you as a group coming together and everybody else involved with it did such a great job of it so kudos to you all for, for taking me through all those emotions as a viewer and you know, all these emotions that people listening to this and watching this have still got to experience watching it. Thank you very much. I would, we worked it, hard on it. Everybody really worked hard. What's it like now? Now we're at this stage and it's, you know, you, you've all finished it ages ago and we're building up to Grimfest and you're doing these press interviews and anticipation is, is, is building for you and you're revisiting the characters and the roles that you played in the crew and everything. What What's it like now for all of you? Let's have one last go around the horn. Um, and as always, ladies first. Let's start with Christy. I got to say, it's exciting. It's so much fun because, as you've said, it's been such a long process because movies take as long as they take. I mean, mm. that's I heard that before, and I thought, what on earth do they mean by that? But it's true. Every movie has its own life, apparently. And it's just so exciting having the screening, which we did with the entire cast and crew in February, thank God, before COVID oh, and pandemic yeah, and all yeah. that. Um, so we did, we literally made it within a couple of weeks, grace period, who knew? So I think it's just such an exciting time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I just look forward to hopefully everybody feeling the same way and seeing all the hard work that went into it. Um, cause I have to say all of our cast and our director and writer, everybody was just so awesome. And I would do it again a hundred times over and hopefully <laughs> we will. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> How about you, Kayla? How's things for you now as we're building up to, to Grimfest? I think my internet's a little unstable, so I might go in and out a bit. Um, but it was it was such a great time, and it was like Christy was saying, like you know, we wrapped this up like almost two years ago. So it's amazing just to all be back together and like to see it come together. Also, because when you film, you don't film in order, obviously. Like mm -hmm. it's not chronological, so you're kind of filming, you know, the end at the beginning and then the beginning at the end, and like it's cool to see how everything comes together, um, especially like watching the character arcs and stuff throughout the film. Um, which is, it was so cool. I love the ending of the film, not to mm -hmm. give too much away, but yeah. I was very excited to see that in person. <laughs> you, Elijah, how's things for you now? 
Oh man, I just can't wait for people to watch it. Yeah. Like as an actor, you you know you put or just as a creative uh, of anyone, you put so much work into it, and there's so much like personal emotion um, and bits of your own story, and it's just it's so raw and, and vulnerable. Um, and you put it out there, and then you don't gotta find out how it is until like two years <laughs> yeah. later. He's got put it out there, forget about it. Um, but I, I, I love how it turned out. I love um, the reception um, that it's getting. Anyone who's seen the film is saying how much how much they really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, sh- like, you wouldn't have thought it would have looked um, as good as it did. It's just because everyone involved, they, they really believed in it. Mm-hmm. There, there was a spark amongst, like, everyone on set that, that they wanted to, like, go the extra 10% yeah. to make this movie, this project, as good as it possibly could have been because everyone – Everyone believed in it on set, and I think that really shows through the movie. And Gavin, people are going to see you soon being being a bully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know, average day things. Um, you know, I'm really excited, um, especially coming back to this and having my mindset back in Arizona a little bit. Um, it, it really is is interesting to see the growth as people we've all become after that and the relationships that we were able to develop on set. Um, even, even two years later, like I'm, we, I'm sure some of us, we all still kind of link up every now and then. And it's like, um, it really is cool. The, the dynamic created between everybody. And I, I, I really enjoyed that part. It, it kind of created a small family and, um, it just like Elijah said, I, I love, the reception it's getting and, and how people are reacting to it. And it means a lot because we were all so vulnerable on that set and kind of um, dealing with a sensitive issue, bullying and cyberbullying and things like that. And um, I think it really shows the choices that you can make when you face those hard times and face those struggles. And you can either go one way mm-hmm. or the yeah. other. And then it kind of scares you personally when you're agreeing with the actions that he's taking. And you're kind of like, whoa, I need to check myself a little <laughs> bit. Like, this is, why did I just agree with him doing all this? Yeah. And now what, there's a spinning drill? Like, what? what <laughs> so I really think um, <laughs> it definitely requires a little bit of self-reflection afterwards. Yeah. And I'm just excited for people to see it. It's going to be, it's going oh, to be yeah, a good me message. Too. Me too. And Sean, your words, your, your ideas are now on screen for everybody to see. That's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, fantastic feeling. And one of the, our Christy, my favorite um, days was actually casting because the first time I've, besides she and I reading dialogue, actually seeing actors bring it to life and make it way better than we'd ever hoped. And that's what everybody did that was in the the cast for sure. And we had had so much help. You know, it's for me and Christy and Martine, um, I've been working on this and we've all been working on this every day for the last two years. So, seeing everybody there I've already seen them every day for the last few years. So it doesn't seem like the time's gone by. So I, it must be really painful for them going, is this movie ever coming out? I'm like, is this movie ever coming out? (laughs) But um, in reality, like Christy said, it takes as long as it takes. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't settle for who could do it tomorrow. We settled for, I mean, we instead said, well, if you can't do it tomorrow, can you do it in two months? And they said, yeah, I'm, I'm free in two months. So we waited two months because we wanted the best visual effects we could afford and the best sound and all these things. So uh, we're, we're okay with it taking as long as it did because oh, yeah, we're really happy definitely. with what it's came out. Off. And if we'd, have, if we'd have done it a couple of years ago, our, if we'd have rushed it, it would have felt rushed. Mm-hmm. 
a martin here we go close to release you know we uh <clears throat> we do this to entertain people so you're always thinking about an audience when you're writing it you're thinking about an audience when you're shooting it you're thinking how is this going to impact an audience in in the storytelling process and uh when you're in the editing room, you're thinking, you know, when you're working the score, when you're working the visual, everything is all about how does this work for the audience? Will it entertain? Will it stimulate? Because ultimately, entertainment, especially during these times, is, is a very positive frequency, mm-hmm. no, matter how, no matter what the genre or the story is. When you're letting people forget about life for 90 minutes or 100 minutes, that's, that's why we're doing this, right? And, and in this particular case, I, I mean, for any film, this is my favorite moment is being in that theater. And I don't, I don't really watch the film. I typically watch people in the theater <laughs> yeah. and, and see how they react to it. But in this particular case, you know, I've known Christy. Christy and I met almost 20 years ago. And then I met Sean uh, several years ago when he presented the script to me. And I know that this, is a, this has been a dream for them. So... I'm just super excited about this dream coming true for them and me being a part of it. And then I think most of all, I'm excited for Kayla and Elijah and Gavin and the rest of the cast, because you guys, this is, this is your kind of, even though you've done other things, this is a moment for you early in your career. And you're all so gifted. You're all so talented and you really deserve for this to have, as you know, all the, all the good stuff that's supposed to happen for you. It should be about, you know, this should be a big piece of that, hopefully. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm mostly excited is to see your careers just sort of do this. And of course I can picture Sean fighting to, you know, get your contracts for the sequel because you're going to become stars after the movie will be able to afford you. Don't be too expensive. Let That's us enough. get you. Well, you We're still an independent film. You all, I think you we all. need to send out some contracts right now. Yes. Yes. Get it done quickly. <laughs> and the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. One that ended, as I did warn you at the beginning of this, rather unexpectedly and rather quickly uh time flies when you're having fun that's true because time really did go quick with this one as it has done with all of the interview shows the grimfest word for this one is food so all you gotta do email us that word within an email add whatever else you want it's fine the first person to do it within the uk gets a free grimfest pass to watch the unhealer the way to do that as always go to the website 60mw.co.uk there's a contact us form on there or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60mw.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are at 60mwpodcast. And of course, as I mentioned again at the beginning of the show, this interview is on our YouTube channel. A link to it will be in the podcast notes. Head on over there. Give us a sub on there. And uh, don't miss out on anything else. We've got quite a few things planned. But again, as always, we are always going to be an audio show. You audio listeners are never going to miss out on anything that we do. Some more Grimfest interviews coming at you. Two more still to go, as well as some other interviews that are planned, some already recorded. Watch out for those. And all the usual stuff, the entertainment shows, Decade of Decadence, ABC of Gaming will be returning soon, uh, and plenty more. You know what we do by now. So thank you for listening, and until the next time, 
goodbye.